0: Welcome to Central Baptist Church this morning. We're so glad that you have joined us for worship. Uh, Whether this is your first time here, whether you've called this place home for decades, we want you to know that your presence is a blessing to us, and we are so glad that you're here and that you've joined us this morning. Um, If you're visiting with us this morning, you will find in the pews in front of you some visitor's cards. Uh, You're welcome to fill that out with any information that you'd like to provide. Uh, It's a great way for us to get in touch and to get to know each other a little bit better. Uh, We send out a newsletter each week via email, and uh, that's a way that we can keep uh, you apprised of all the things that are going on. Uh, One of which is uh, is at church uh, this morning uh, we'll have uh, the first meeting for our book group where we've been reading Everything Belongs together by Richard Rohr. Uh, We'll have that same discussion again on Tuesday night after our Shrove Tuesday Pancake Dinner over at the barn, so you can choose which one you'd like to go to if you'd like to join us. Uh, We should have plenty of sandwiches today if you want to join us for a little while and have a discussion on the book. Whether you've read it or not, you could get into it today and see if it's something that you want to read. Actually, earlier this week, I was at an upward basketball practice for Jake, uh, and uh, I found myself in a gymnasium, a place that I don't often frequent. You know, being an English major and, you know, uh, bad at every sport known to humanity. So uh, so I found myself there and I was uh, w- had taken uh, Everything Belongs to read there with me. And uh, in this place that I don't use really frequent with lots of loud noises and people running around and shouting and yelling, I found a deep peace coming over me as I was reading these words and being reminded about who we are in God about God's invitation for us to be present in each moment, just as it is, that we are accepted just as we are right now in this moment, and we're welcomed into every moment just the same. And when we have a few moments just to sit and be still, even what's happening around us, we can find again that we are enveloped in the love and in the presence of God. So welcome this morning to worship. (music) Thank <music> you.
1: Good morning, won't you stand as you are able and join me in this morning's call to worship? Thank you. If you are filled with joy and conviction, welcome home. If you are exhausted or overwhelmed, welcome home. If you are eager for another day and another chance, welcome home. Here we
2: worship, God is among us and everything is possible.
0: Don't be frightened, we're doing things a little differently this morning. You will find our first hymn printed in your orders of worship. This is a special song that was actually written by our children in Sunday school. So we wrote this several weeks back. And uh, we've been singing it together, so this is now our opportunity. We're going to sing this for you. You get one shot. You're going to hear it one time. And then we're going to ask you to sing it with us again, okay? So you will find the words printed in your orders of worship. We invite you to sing along with us. And also, there are some movements, so we expect to see movements there as well, okay? So we're watching, and we'll see. So join with us, okay? We're going to sing it once for you to learn it. time to hear it okay are you ready to sing with us and there are some motions too so we want to see motions out there as well okay here we go
1: In this morning's Thank you, God, for this day, for inspiring us to create this sacred place that feels like home because we can come together here to be renewed and uplifted. We can support each other where we can feel safe and secure in a world that sometimes is a little bit scary and bleak. Help to transform us, God. Help us to be your arms, not just for each other, but also for a world in need. Amen.
2: Christ.
3: you could be seated. As I read the Hebrew scriptures this morning and I prepared for that, I um, found it helpful to reflect on the image on the front of our bulletins. The Lord said to Moses, Come up to me on the mountain and wait there. I will give you the tablets of stone with the law and the commandment, which I have written for their instruction. So Moses set out with his assistant, Joshua, and Moses went up into the mountain of God. To the elders he had said, Wait here for us until we come to you again, for Aaron and Hur are with you. Whoever has a dispute may go to them. Then Moses went up on the mountain, and the cloud covered the mountain. The glory of the Lord settled on Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it for six days. And on the seventh day, he called to Moses out of the cloud. Now the appearance of the glory of God was like a devouring fire on the top of the mountain in the sight of the people of Israel. Moses entered the cloud, and what went up on the mountain... Moses was on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. For the word of God that works works its way into us, thanks be to God.
4: Today we offer a communal confession For all the times that our eyes have been set towards the heavens, and we have neglected to see the needs of our neighbors. After the confessional reading, there will be a period of silence for each of us to offer our personal prayers to God. Join me now in our prayer of confession. Gracious God, hear our prayer. For the roads we have avoided traveling and the kindly words we have refused to share. For the false gods we have received our worship, and the true selves we have starved of love. God, by your grace, forgive us. For the hidden hurts we have held too tightly, and the promises which we never kept. For the careless use of our time and money, and the pitiful excuses we should never have made. God, by your grace, forgive us. For all we should be and all we can amend, God, by your grace, renew us. For all we have in store for us and all you may demand of us, God, by your grace, prepare us for the life of the world and the love of its people. God, by your grace, commit us. Now I invite you all to stand as you are able for the reading of our gospel lesson. This morning we read the story of Jesus' transfiguration. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and his brother John and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became dazzling white. until after the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. For the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God.
2: Let's pray again, please. Dear God, we're deeply grateful for the restorative power of your love, the restorative power of your presence that sometimes we mount up with wings as eagles, and sometimes we're able to run and not be weary, and then, bless Jesus, sometimes we're able to walk and not faint. We thank you, God, for continuing to give us what it takes to be your people. I pray, God, that you will also give us the courage to be your people. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. Amen. Please be seated.
5: love the enthusiasm, could all use a little more in our lives. Christians following the Roman Church calendar are today highlighting Transfiguration Sunday. It's the Sunday immediately before Ash Wednesday, the first day of Lent, occurring this year on February the 26th, and starting that 40-day countdown to Easter Sunday falling this year on April the 12th. Our reading from Matthew parallels the story of Moses receiving the Ten Commandments and giving them to the people. Like Moses, Jesus goes up on the mountain. Like Moses, Jesus takes a few with him, though eventually it seems Moses is alone with God at the end. And like Moses, this occasion with Jesus and his disciples is full of wonder and mystery and spiritual power. And making sure we don't miss this connection, the Gospel account offers us a guest appearance from none other than Moses himself with Jesus and joined with another all-star from the Hebrew Hall of Fame, Elijah, the prophet. All the wisdom of God that has come before the time of Jesus, the commandments delivered by Moses from the mountain and interpreted by the prophets in the valley of testing and trial are focused and met now in him. The one we will call the Christ, the anointed, the incarnate one we will claim as God's own self appearing in human flesh, one of us and one who is greater than us and one in whom we can discover our true selves, our higher and redeemed selves. And before we can listen to him, believe him, or follow him, we must ask the question, who he is? If I asked you the more popular name of the author born as Samuel Clemens, you would say, Mark Twain, by the way, is a riverboat term. It means the water is now twelve feet deep and it's safe to pass. Mark Twain. Who is Theodore Zeus Geisel? You guys are so good. Dr. Seuss, the middle name, Zeuss, pronounced in the German, is spelled S. E U S S. And we know him familiarly as Dr. Seuss. Well, a few more. From the world of entertainment Reginald Kenneth Dwight. Okay, choir, you can't participate anymore. You've gotten them all. Reginald Kenneth Dwight Elton John. Robert Zimmerman. Very good. Norma Jean Mortenson. The choir's all over this, okay. If you want to play trivia, get one of these folks on your team. Archibald Leach. Carrie Grant, I heard it back there, very good. Archibald Leach, isn't that great? This is my favorite one. Marion Morrison. Okay, choir, I told you, you called it back there. Marion Morrison is the birth name of John Wayne, very impressive. I, does anyone know the real name of Nicki Minaj? Just see if the young people are paying attention. <laughs> but you know these names. Come see True Grit with Marion. Doesn't quite have the right ring to it, does it? And would any of these wildly famous people ever have made it if they had not been willing to make some pretty fundamental adjustments from the place where they first started out? Who is Jesus? It's the most basic question we have to establishing our Christian identity. Isn't one of the greatest problems we are observing in the church is the multitudes calling themselves Christian who don't seem to know this man called Jesus at all? Is he a new Moses? Was he here to bring us just a new list of commandments or a deeper fulfillment of commandments? Just a list of do's and don'ts? Was that his main purpose to bring us a law for us to follow? Is he Elijah, reincarnated? Is he the long-awaited Messiah figure who, like King David, will yield worldly influence and power and restore Israel as a superpower and bring peace to the whole world? Is that who Jesus is? And so we go to the mountain with Jesus. To this liminal space where there's a thin membrane between this world and the better world. And realize while there on the mountain we may visit, but we cannot stay. For Jesus tells us who he is when he comes down from the mountain. When Moses comes down from the mountain, the people are in disarray. It will take 40 years of wandering in the wilderness before they are even close to the destiny that God had in store for them. When Jesus comes down from the mountain, he makes this important pivot to what we might call his incredible descent into greatness. He walks right into the wilderness our wilderness of disruption and conflict and trouble. Taking this humble journey will lead the Son of Man into betrayal, arrest, torture, and death. And he will not allow himself to be put up on any pedestal, not even a pedestal that offers him an acclaimed name, except an ascent to a lonely hill, on which sits atop a cross that is an executioner's beam. And yet, he is still greater than Moses. He is still more just than the just loving prophets, the justice loving prophets. The beloved God's unique son will be rejected before he will be worshipped. And it's only after his crucifixion and resurrection and the gift of the Holy Spirit that we will know him as Savior in the baptismal waters, calling him Lord. Jesus tells us who he is and who we are to be if we want to follow him when he comes down from the mountain. He goes to the sick and to the troubled. To the foreigners and the strangers, to the vulnerable and the outcast, to the estranged and to the broken, to the fractured and the forlorn, he goes to the least, to the last, to the lonely and the lost. He will be the Lord of the broken, not the Lord of the privileged. He bows himself down to lift the lowly up 40 days 40 days are before us to come down from our mountains to and I have a couple of questions rolling around in my mind and heart questions I invite you to answer do I need to come down off my mountain to lift up the lowly Do I need to come down off my mountain to deepen my commitment to this one I claim as my Lord? Do I need to come down off my mountain to discover Jesus afresh and anew and again? You know, I've been on plenty of mountaintops and I still struggle coming down from all of them. The mountaintop of pride, the mountaintop of jealousy, the mountaintop of hurt feelings. But one of my favorite mountaintops is a judgmental attitude where I can falsely judge those beneath me. Oh, how I love my mountaintops. But did you notice? Did you notice at the end of this gospel account something wonderful and pastoral that happens to Peter and James and John? In their bewilderment and fear of witnessing this mind-blowing epiphany of holiness that is so overwhelming, they shove their faces down into the dirt at their feet. Jesus comes over to them And gently touches them and says don't be afraid. Walk with me upon the humble path. Walk with me through this door with the name vulnerability over its archway. Join with me in this quest to the lonely, to the least, to the last, to the lost. We live in a land where a sex symbol's real name was Norma, where a heartthrob grew up being called Archibald, where a make-believe hero was really called Marion before he was called the Duke. I guess it's true in other cultures, but I think particularly Americans are a people most susceptible to the value we place in style over substance. We are so busy managing our image that we don't know who we really are. And if we don't know who we really are, can we truly be redeemed? I once sent a Bitmoji to my son Neil by text. You know what a Bitmoji is? It's that cartoon presentation of yourself that makes you look younger and thinner and more attractive. I think I gave him one of these, you know, a couple of thumbs up with my cartoon better self. He replied back If you ever send something like that to me again, I'm going to delete you from my phone. <laughs> But I got the last laugh. I said, if you delete me from your phone, I'll delete your phone from my account. (laughs) Practicing Lent offers an invitation of 40 days to get past yourself, to get over yourself. It welcomes you into this wilderness that seems scary of not getting your way or thinking more highly of yourself than you ought, it offers you the freedom of finding truth, not among the powerful and the popular, but around the edges of those we may deem insignificant and not worthy of our time. It welcomes you to be strong enough to be vulnerable, understanding enough to be forgiving, trusting enough To be recklessly generous, holy strength will be discovered in your human weakness, not in spite of it. Jesus is Lord of the broken, and it's only when we know of our brokenness that we can truly accept him fully, joyfully, enthusiastically as our Lord, as our Lord and Savior. So come down from your mountain, listen to him, believe in him, follow him. Would you consider that as we close the service and as we get ready to stand and sing? Would you consider the way in which God's love embraces you and challenges you? redeems you, renews you, and sends you for service. Might you consider to be a part of our church as a family member of ours? Might you consider to respond to however God is leading you? Perhaps you simply would like to confess him publicly for the first time and to be a follower of his. Might you consider all those things? And a myriad of many other ways in which you might confess with joy. This man, called Jesus, let us stand and sing, O love that will not let us go, hymn 833. I'm going to invite uh, Rice to come here stand by my side, who is coming forward to join our church this morning to say, this is the community of faith and love that I have been so gladly received by and want to be a part of as a member. And so she comes upon statement of faith and previous baptism. And if that is a delight to you, would you say, praise the Lord? Praise the Lord. What a wonderful transfiguration, Sunday you felt helped make for me and for us in this decision, Daylene. Uh, daleen has been struggling with some he- health issues and has been be- courageous and strong through that. We are so glad to claim you as a member of our congregation, and thank you for making this decision. I'll ask that you be seated here. At first, I thought she was coming forward to take the cane and just throw it in the aisle. Everyone, we have so many folks that have walking assistance. You know, we're just going to start throwing them in the aisle and have uh, those kind of services, perhaps. Uh, thank you for your continued prayers for me as I hobble through and as we all hobble through Um, life. But in a few moments after the benediction I'll ask Daylene to come stand where I'm standing here and then that you might also come and offer your personal words of welcome and uh, introduction to her. Thank you Daylene and you have made this a powerful and wonderful Sunday for us.
4: A few announcements before you leave this morning. First there's a book group that is meeting if you want to join that book group they are meeting in the meeting room Uh, Right next to the restrooms, uh, lunch is provided. If you cannot make today's meeting, you're welcome to join a conversation at the Barn, which is in the Summit, on Tuesday at 7 o'clock. And also happening this week is our Ash Wednesday service on Wednesday at 6 o'clock here in the Sanctuary. And Tuesday, we have a Shrove Tuesday pancake dinner from 5 to 7 drop in and eat some pancakes, and fellowship for a little while, and then go to the book group. Uh, on your way out this morning, I invite you to stop at the sign-up table. There's a lot of things that you can sign up for, that we have a softball team sign up now if you're interested in that. Our Baby Boomers group is going to God's Pantry on Thursday. We have a writer's retreat, as well as a water watercolor workshop. So lots of things happening over the next couple weeks uh, for this congregation. Uh, Finally, I want to mention a word of prayer and a word of need. Jeff Miner's mother uh, is at Central Baptist right now in surgery for uh, repairing uh, a spinal injury. And so he has asked if you all could uh, just take a moment uh, today and lift her up in prayer. Now, will you please stand for our benediction? As you go from this place, may you carry with you the joy of meeting God on the mountaintop. May your eyes be fixed always on the needs of this earth. And may you always remember that you are the beloved child of God. Go now in peace. Amen.